my name is John Bungle and I'm a content creator and a social activist from Brampton, Ontario and welcome to the first episode of the Unfair and Lovely podcast. What do I say after? You're probably wondering what the Unfair and Lovely podcast is and we're going to answer all the major questions regarding the podcast today and joining me today is my 16 year old niece Anmol. Unfortunately she's off the camera because there are some real life creeps online and I'm going to protect her innocence so let's get started with the questions. So the Unfair and Lovely Club is basically a safe space for South Asian women. Um, growing up, I was one of the few melanated people in my family, and due to that, I was subject to colorism like all the time. So much trauma because of it. Um, but that's why basically I took like the safe space um, kind of like group session, and I kind of wanted to kind of wanted to transition it to a podcast segment just so I could grasp audiences worldwide because. Um, I think it affects multiple com communities and multiple people. So I kind of just wanted to expand my reach and grasp. And that's why we're here recording today. What are your weaknesses that you've turned into your strength? So that's a really good question because I feel like as much as we have our strengths, we also have our weaknesses. I think a weakness that I took and turned into a strength was being emotional. I think as a woman, um, we often get kind of, we kind of get judged for being emotional beings but I think once I tapped the source of vulnerability and once I embraced my vulnerability I was able to come out even stronger because of it and also make peace with the things that were making me emotional but also acknowledge and address my triggers um, would be one of my weaknesses that I took to a strength. What inspired you to become a content creator? What inspired me to become a content creator was that I always had the unfair and lovely club in mind it was just more out of moment of when I would start it. So basically I started my content creation journey with supporting small businesses during the pandemic. It was a really huge creative outlet for me to connect with small businesses, but also to create content for them and advertise their small businesses um, because it's always important to support local. Um, at the time, I also was a part of a grassroots organization called Redefine 20, and I was doing a lot of social activism and grassroots work with them. However, it wasn't usually like um, South Asian centered. It was more BIWOC centered, which was great. I found it to be a great learning experience. Um, I loved connecting with different women of all kinds, but as I'm matured and as I grew I realized like colorism is still a, a relevant topic to me and a very important topic and I just wanted to find a way to connect with women that also had suffered or had been traumatized by colorism. What is your type of fun? What is my type of fun? Ooh, that's a good question. I feel like my type of fun has definitely changed. I am a social butterfly, but now I'm realizing like I'm very selective with my social energy. So my type of fun would definitely be to like, I would love to like live by the beach side and like, or live by the beach or live by the water. Like um, I love paddle boarding. I like ki kayaking. I like hiking. I like barbecuing. So it has all those really fun components that I like. Um, but anything that's really around nature and but it has to have like a washroom. Like I can't do camping, but that would be my type of fun. I also like spending time with my family. I like partying with my family. Going to weddings with my family is usually really fun for me. What advice would you want to give to your younger self? Ooh, what advice would I give to my younger self? I think to be strong and not to care about what other people think. I, for, I think for a really long time throughout my childhood, I cared a lot about what people thought, especially since it was my family and my friends who would make negative comments about my skin color and, and would project colorism onto me. So I think just to have a thicker skin while growing up and also just knowing my value because I'm a prize. So I should have just known that like a lot younger. What's your favorite childhood memory? My favorite childhood memory? Ooh, I have so many. 
my favorite childhood memory I think would be going to India so I went to India in grade six and grade eight and they were very exciting times for me because you got spoiled like all the time like any like any wish was like your cousin's demand but I also think I remember with my cousin Saurav um, I loved our India house. My dad is from Namashir and I loved his house, his childhood home. I think seeing where he grew up was really important to me. That home has a really special place in my heart. Um, also just seeing the final family dynamic in the house because it had like six rooms. It had a terrace. We had a puppy and everything like it was a really exciting. So um, for me, I really liked my time in India and I remember distinctively that when I was, I couldn't really eat much because I had a sensitive stomach, but I could eat these hakka noodles that came wrapped like in a plastic bag or in a newspaper. And I would beg my cousin Saurav, I'd be like, please, can we get, please, can, can we get noodles, please? Can we get noodles? So he would take me on his little scootery and um, we would go get noodles and I would munch on them. And honestly, the food there was really a huge hit. Like I really liked my time in India. I hope to go back soon. <laughs> What's a bad day? bad first date story oh my god you guys are gonna die <laughs> um, so I remember going on this date I think that this was, was not too long ago it was like two months ago and uh, not two months ago two years ago I think maybe 2021 2021 was 2023 I don't know it was 2021 or 2022 I had met this guy on set and we were shooting together and we were working together he was very professional very nice guy and whatnot right and I was very hesitant to date at the time because it was just like I just was on a bad streak so I was like whatever like I'll just he was a professional he was super nice to me and I'm like I'll just like you know test the waters and whatnot right and so we had planned to go to sushi in Vaughn area and then we ended up actually going to Humber Bay just to chill by the water and whatnot and I remembered like you know me I'm gonna pull up looking nice if it's a date I'm I am gonna come through with my fit and my whole look so I came in he hyped me from my driveway which was so nice I was like oh my god this is like I'm really like um like I'm just really getting all the, like I was just getting really gassed up I was like wow and he just like could not stop staring at me which was like a huge self a confidence booster it was up until we got to the restaurant and mind you we we're eating raw fish right and we're talking um the kitchen was about to close so we just like rush ordered everything and it was all you can eat right so we're just like um talking we're waiting for our food and whatnot and he asks me like what are your deal breakers or like what do you need like or what's important to you and a man right and I'm like oh like I'm a person that values manners like I think the way that you talk to people the way that you treat people the way that you treat women is very important but it's also just like what kind of manners are you like presenting in like public also in private are very important to me right and he was like oh like I'm the opposite then he just started talking about taking a dump like full-on just talking about poop and he was like oh like I, I know I know it's funny now but it, like sitting across from him I was like I can't believe this man is just saying this like this man is just talking about taking a dump and I was so turned off at that point I'm like I don't even think it was funny and he just thought he was funny and mind you he, he was just there sitting across from me talking like mind you he was just telling me like 20 minutes ago of how look how good I looked and then he was just talking about him taking a dump so I felt really uncomfortable the day got worse and so whatever we proceed I'm kind of like uncomfortable but I'm just like okay I'm just gonna go with the flow I was in my people pleaser phase whatnot and we go to Humber Bay and the entire time that we're at Humber Bay we're about there like for two to three hours we're just chilling by the water and talking he just talked about his exes like for the full time and I just felt like mad therapist pose yeah yeah I was, he just talked about his therapist and I, I, I not his therapist I just felt like his therapist because it was just like he could not stop talking about his exes and I'm like 
you are not healed healing is required here um after that we try to make it work still i still try to give him the benefit of the doubt our schedules weren't lining up and then eventually like it just kind of just withered away i don't know who goes to who he probably goes to me whatnot but yeah that was probably my worst date story ever so now i'm just scared to go on dates with men imagine a grown man like talking to you and talking about like in front of a pretty girl talking about taking a dump and she just told you like manners are important i was just like what is the timing what makes you smile and what scares you the most what makes me smile i definitely think being around my family right now i think i'm going through like a serious transformative phase where i'm finding myself i'm getting this new sense of independence but i'm just really happy that i have my parents support because a lot of people don't have that unconditional love from their parents um what scares me i think is like receiving hate as much as it is inevitable it does affect my mental health and as much as i'm i am developing a thicker skin it is i don't really know what's gonna come in my comment section what's gonna come in my dms like i really don't know what's gonna come my way so so i think that scares me like the unknown the fear of the unknown what are the goals you want to reach with your growing social media platform oh this is a fun question because we're doing it right now um i think with content creation i definitely want to start my youtube which this will be the first episode i hope i can share my curly hair routine and my makeup tutorial because that's like one of the most asked questions that i get i think with content creation i think i also want to really work on this podcast um really build awareness make some good connections and have really like great conversations surrounding colorism and just different issues that um affect the south asian community and i think creatively i would like to move into like a creative director uh, role where i am in charge of creative direction on different sets and whatnot i think it would be really cool to start working on products and start creating um almost campaigns for products and corporations so i think all around like i think i kind of hit like every kind of like point that or pillar that i kind of want to hit how would you describe yourself in five words i would describe myself as kind um what else would i say i would say kind i would say fierce because don't play with me because i don't i don't do that um i would also say passionate because i love really hard and because of that kind of bites me in the butt but i think i think passionate would be one i think smart or like intelligent i think i am a pretty smart person and i constantly want to learn maybe that's just the inner educator in me um and i would say social i or like approachable i feel like anybody i can spark up a conversation with almost anybody and become friends with them so that would be my five who are the people you admire the most and see as role models? See, this is such an interesting question. And when my niece wrote this up, at the time, I didn't really, growing up, I didn't really have any role models because it was just like, I couldn't really relate to anybody. People weren't the most honest about their journeys. Mind you, like, I'm born in 1996. So, like, the internet was just up and coming. Social media was up and coming. So, I didn't get access to everybody's stories, journeys, perspective at a much, like, later part of my life. Not even later, but just at this point of life. And so, a really long time, I didn't really have role models. Instead, I picked things that I liked about my people around me, which is mostly my family. Like, with my Anshimami, I love how kind-hearted she is. And I'm so happy that I picked kind as one of my five words because I immediately think of her when I think of that word. With my mom, as a role model, I think she's so resilient. I think just as an immigrant woman who came here, learned this language, learned how to work in different industries, and now she's a successful business owner, really makes her resilient today. Um, like I said, maybe the fierceness comes from her because I don't play with her. Um I would also say another role model in my life would be I think just other strong brown women that have I've, that I've come across. I think my little cousin Angel, I've like I am very inspired by her. I think that she's also very resilient and she's very smart. Like 
she's such a smart girl like I'm so proud of her um also my niece like Anmol like she's growing up into being such a beautiful and smart and like funny woman and like I wish I could have been friends with her back when I was 16 so like I pull I don't necessarily have like role models like who I look up to like people like like religiously but it's just like I pull things from different people in my life and that's who I would consider role models I feel like the real people in my life are there people in this world that you always want to show from the harsh realities and negativity of social media I mean that's a really good question just because that's the reason why I'm starting this podcast was that I would want to shield youth and just young people um from many issues but one of them being like colorism because for a long time I did not embrace my melanin and like throughout high school I had convinced that I was ugly like I was literally like I'm ugly like I don't need to wear makeup I don't need to dress up boys won't look at me like I just literally had this little voice in my head that was just like hey it covers your entire body so like nobody's gonna think you're beautiful so just focus on school and focus on like sports because that's what I was into and like you'll you'll be fine and whatnot right and like even consciously like I remember going to prom and stuff right and I was just like I got comments while playing soccer and people were like oh you shouldn't be playing soccer um or choose like a light colored dress um for prom so that way you look like fair and everything right so it's just like these little comments that build up over time and I know as much as you can ignore them but it's like when everybody is telling you the same thing what else are you really gonna believe right like I didn't have the internet I didn't have social media I didn't have random girls like gassing me up and like making me think different but I definitely think that colorism can be very dangerous to the point where like people like actually like like lose their lives to it i think um i think i immediately think of an article of a bride that wanted to get married to the love of her life and then she couldn't because she was considered too dark for him and she ended up like you know saying goodbye to everyone yeah so it does really affect everybody's life because self-esteem and confidence is really a lot to work on and if you look in the mirror every single day and you're not happy with what you're looking at what else are you supposed to do right and now colorism is becoming a health issue because there's so much mercury and toxins and fair uh, like uh, fair lightning creams or white like what is it called skin lightning creams there's so many toxins and skin lightning creams that people don't even realize it i think in the philippines like they inject the cream into your bloodstream to uh, lighten the skin from inside out and i can't imagine the health repercussions and fair and lovely yeah and now it's trying to rebrand as like brightening or like um evening and it's like no we know what you are fair and lovely like you're we know what you are what would you like to be remembered as i would like to be remembered as i think would be a big sister or a sister just in general um i think sisterhood and womanhood are so important to me um because they helped me they helped me regain my confidence like they really did like it did save my life because it was like my sisters around me my friends around me that really um showed me who I was and had like they saw my potential before I did so I think if I were to be want to be remembered I would want to be remembered as like an older sister or like or as a fellow sister oh thanks Anmol I'm proud of you thanks for being here maybe when she's like 20 21 she could be on an episode maybe like yeah because she's you're 16 yeah five years let's see where this podcast is maybe it'll hold me accountable but thank you for joining the first episode of the unfair and lovely club podcast um I hope I am consistent with it and I hope to release an episode on a consistent basis so that way I can engage and for you guys to learn more about me.